Hey guys, I'm Timmy. This is Christina once again. <laughs> we are back to talk about some more dog training tips and tricks and all that fun stuff. Yep, we have the whole secrets for you. Oh yeah. So today we are going to cover a lot about house manners, jumping, chewing, uh, dumpster diving, begging for food, that kind of stuff. But first, we want to tell you guys a little bit about why we do what we do and why we like to train. So the reason I like to train dogs is I like to make sure that dogs aren't getting rehomed or sent to a shelter when the shelters are overrun these days. Um, there are so many dogs in there, they don't have space for them, and a lot of good dogs are getting put down in shelters, and it's a shame when they could be given a chance, go through training, and now your dog that's just destructive but is good all the other ways or has another behavioral issue but is good all all the other ways uh, that dog still has a chance and doesn't have to get put in a shelter or rehomed to somebody that neglects the dog or something and then the dog ends up in a shelter anyways so that's the main reason I like to I like to train dogs it's very rewarding to see the owners like just so ecstatic that their dog is listening to them and their dog isn't flying all around and tearing stuff up anymore um, it's just a it's a really good feeling what about you well since timmy stole all my great ideas <laughs> i i like to train dogs because of the reward in the end um being able to get a dog for a training program and seeing the dog from the beginning until the end of the program i like to see the owners like Timmy said it's very um, exciting to take the dog home and let the owners see the progress that um, the dogs made throughout the program um, everybody seems to you know see such a big change in the dog um, and I want to be able to keep dogs out of um, the Humane Society and um, you know, in bad situations like being in a home where it's neglected or abused. Um, <clears throat> like, that's a huge goal of ours is to just keep your dog in your home so that you can enjoy it and you can love it and take care of it and have a good dog. And just, I'll say this probably a million times, but live your life, live your best life with your dog. Live your, let your dog live its best life with you it's just it's it's a huge thing <clears throat> and we don't have anything against rescues or humane societies it's just when they get so overrun now they can't handle more and more dogs coming in so if we could limit that so that dogs are not getting put down and the rescues now have less dogs in there where they can actually have good homes being found then you know now we are making progress in the dog world instead of knowing that hey there's a good chance that that dog's going to get put down if they get put in there and, and we just hate that thought so we try to limit that and it's just it's nice especially when it's a dog with some aggressive aggressive tendencies that can be fixed like a lot of people think like well the dog's barking and growling at other dogs or other people or whatever so that dog can't be fixed and it depends on the circumstance a lot of it is behavioral there are some dogs that that's not the case it's psychological but for the most part 
it's all behavioral and it can be fixed and when we do fix it when that happens mm -hmm. so <coughs> that is the main reason that we like to train mm -hmm. so let's go back to the basics before we talk about the house manner stuff we always have to remember the foundation that we want to have with our dog we don't want our dog to have free roam of the whole house we don't want them sneaking into other rooms a lot of times it's where you'll see dogs going to the bathroom on the floor chewing stuff up because they snuck in the other room they know they're not supposed to be doing it so they go in there they chew something up they go to the bathroom on the floor and then they come back in that room like they didn't do anything <laughs> and what happens we get up we walk in the other room and we find our couch pillow torn up or something peed on or pooped on or whatever and now we get upset and a lot of owners will correct their dog at that point but it's too late for a correction it's just simply too late if you don't see it can't correct them for it it's not going to change the behavior although we may think that our dog knows and they may they may very well know well they do that that's why they, they sneak away <laughs> that they did the bad behavior the unwanted behavior um however correcting when you haven't saw the act is i find it to be a little more damaging and mm -hmm. like your bond with your animal at that point is just not as strong because they're like i'm not doing anything right now i right. I, I just walked out of the bedroom like why are you yelling at me or whatever <laughs> um so i just i i definitely think it's more effective when you um correct in the act of the unwanted behavior yeah if you're not correcting during the act then you're correcting the dog for the mess being there not for making the mess that's how the dog thinks so we don't want to correct after the fact if you see it on the floor and it's after the fact grumble under your breath clean it up and just deal with it but that's that's one thing about this uh don't let them roam the house keep them in the same room as you Where that they, way yep. they're supervised yep that's what i was gonna yep. say <laughs> so you can correct them if you see what they're doing and you can actually correct them right there in the act so it will prevent the act from happening because you correct them right there in the act so another thing is we don't want them to have freedom of staying outside for too long uh, a lot of people with fenced in yards and um, the in-ground electric fences their dogs end up getting protective over the yard they'll fence fight or they'll bark at people or vehicles driving by walking by whatever because they feel like it's their job to protect the yard and because they haven't been held account accountable and corrected for doing stuff wrong right. like you see your dog showing onset of aggression towards somebody getting ready to bark usually it's a stare first that's called arousal uh, your dog is getting ready to do something that's when you want to correct but if you correct during the act that's okay too it's just going to be a higher level of correction versus correcting during the arousal squash it now before it gets to that point so if you look out your window you see your dog getting ready to bark at someone or barking at someone raising their fur whatever e-collar correction would be the best method right there nip it in the butt you'll correct them for even thinking about doing that yeah for in the future and <clears throat> you don't have to be yelling out the window mm -hmm. you know screaming no at them um having an e-collar on and being able to use the remote from inside the house is it's simple it's easy and 
the uh, behavior is nipped in the butt right now. And it's not only for like aggressive tendencies or resource guarding, reactivity, whatever that you want to call it. Um, your dog could be given the freedom to be roaming the whole yard and you're not paying attention. He's out there digging or chewing up your beautiful plants that you just put in the ground or whatever. I've seen some dogs that um, like to chew up tree bark and the owners like really like that tree. You know, it's an apple tree or, or whatever and their dog's destroying it. So it doesn't only have to be aggression stuff. Like you see digging, you see chewing on trees or bushes or flowers, whatever. You can correct for that also. But if we aren't being mindful that the dog can make mistakes if, you know, left unsupervised and if they make the mistake and are not corrected for it, then that mistake's not gonna change. Those behaviors aren't gonna change. Right. But if we correct during the act of making those mistakes, then the chances of that mistake continuing or that behavior continuing, you know, that gets greatly minimized. So limit the dog's freedom, both in the house and outside. Don't let them run the house. Don't let them run outside of the house without supervision. Yep, so in that case, if you cannot supervise the dog, that's where a kennel would come into play or a place bed um, so that <clears throat> they are somewhere where you know that they are not doing anything unwanted. They're safe from their own selves, basically, and you have a peace of mind. So, and we don't like to just make the dogs stay on place all the time or lay in a downstay all the time. We want them to be able to like roam around when whenever we think that it's appropriate for them to right. but if we just have them in a downstay all the time that's not really teaching them not to do those things right it's like well the trash can's right here and you're laying there so stay in a downstay and i know that you won't get in the trash okay i mean that's that's decent thinking but let's prevent the trash altogether and we'll talk about correcting out of the trash can here in a few minutes too mm -hmm. but basically we don't want your dog to be on lockdown all the time but we want you to supervise your dog all the time right so that you can correct your dog when they do something wrong and then the third thing is well i'm sorry the second thing limit the human affection to your dog mm -hmm. too much human affection and the dog starts to think that they're on the same level as you you start to build some psychological issues like anxiety if they become addicted to that human affection. And a lot of times that's where the behavioral stuff will start. Now the third thing is hold <laughs> your dog accountable when they do something wrong. Yes. If you see them doing something wrong, correct them for it. Yes, right away. Yep. And if you don't correct them for whatever they're doing, the behavior's not going to change. It's no. going to get worse. The dog thinks in the lines of, am I doing something right or am I doing something wrong? There is no in-between. There's no gray area. It's black or white. So you have to teach the dog either that's okay or it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you're basically just taking the role of the mother. When you bring a, a puppy home or a dog home and you welcome it into your home, you are taking over the mother role of the puppy 
So the mother of the puppy is its leader, not its litter mate. It doesn't listen to its litter mates. It listens to its mom. And basically all the mom does is correct it, clean it, and feed it. And that's what your dog is expecting you to do until you give it that extra freedom and that extra affection. That's when you turn into the litter mate and it starts to think that, well, I get to do basically everything that my leaders doing so I must not be they must not be my leader they're my litter mate Um, the puppy cuddles with its litter mates when you know they are born they don't really cuddle with a mom they they cuddle with all of their litter mates Um, so if you start to put yourself into that position for your dog um, the dog will start to respect you a lot more It'll look to you for guidance and permission, basically. And you are holding your dog accountable for all of the unwanted stuff that, obviously, that you don't want. So put yourself into that leadership role. Um, We're not telling you not to show your dog any affection ever. Just limit it. Don't, um, you know, let your dog sleep with you in your bed. Don't allow your dog to have um, freedom to being up on the couches and, you know, chairs or whatever else that you guys are sitting on um if you would like your dog to be on the furniture um make it be a like invite only situation so that you know yeah you can come up here for a couple minutes and pet it you know kind of love on it a little bit and then make it get down when you say down or off i like to say off so that it's not confused with lay down but when you say it the first time the dog needs to get down right if they don't listen it should be a correction applied right holding your dog accountable you gave it a command it didn't follow it now you have to follow up with a correction we want to be the leader for the dog and and everything so every time that you give your dog something water food they should be asking you permission for it they shouldn't be rushing out the door every time that you open it they should be sitting waiting asking for your permission right they need to learn that they survive because of you and once they see that then that respect level goes up. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the dogs jumping on people. If you're coming home from a long day of work, we recommend having your dog in the kennel. That because will prevent the dog is unsupervised. <laughs> right. And that will prevent it from bum rushing you and knocking you over, jumping up on you, whatever it is as soon as you walk through the door. Um, if you are coming in from I don't know doing a small task from outside and your dog is inside with your kid for example and you walk back in and it's jumping on you Um, having a leash on him would be a great um, thing so that you can um, step on the leash to prevent the jumping Um, if it is attached to a prong collar it'll basically correct itself Um, if you have friends or company come over and the dog likes to jump on your company um, e-collar correction or a prong collar correction Um, obviously you would need to have a leash attached to the prong collar to be able to do a hard pop to correct it that way or um, like I said an e-collar correction lowest um, level that works is what we want so I'm struggling today if you guys (laughs) can't tell (laughs) if the jumping stops with level 15 cool that's awesome but we also want to think about the level that is going to prevent it from happening in the future too right so if level 15 is just a tickle to the dog and 
they continue jumping, then you know next time we should probably try 20 right. or 25 or whatever. Like, yeah. don't just stay at the same level because it stopped at this time. It right. doesn't mean that it's going to prevent it in the future. Yeah, and that's what it is all about is prevention. So, <clears throat> yeah, it, it might stop it right now for this very moment in time. But is it high enough to make the dog remember, oh, my gosh, I didn't like that, and I don't ever want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, your main goal with an e-collar correction when it comes to jumping. Um I went over the by yourself thing, which probably wasn't very clear because I can't talk today. <laughs> um, so we recommend if you are struggling, keeping a leash on it um, so that you can correct it if you are by yourself um, and or having the e-collar on and keeping the remote close to you so that if they do decide to jump on you, you can correct it right away. Um, you can also do exercises with like your family members and um, you know have scenarios where you're walking in from outside or whatever have you know your partner significant other whatever um be sitting on the couch and correct that way or one of your kids if they're old enough to understand how the e-collar works um they can be helpful so there's definitely things that you guys can practice so that you guys can correct that um unwanted behavior of jumping (laughs) so Main things to take away, prong collar corrections, e-collar corrections. Another thing is all your dog wants when they're jumping is... I knew I was missing something. That's okay. (laughs) All they want is to be engaged with. They want attention. Yep. So let's refrain from giving them any attention. They jump up on us and we are pushing them off or just saying, hi, buddy, and then pushing them off. Guess what? We just rewarded that behavior. Yes. And if we're just pushing them off, we're not necessarily rewarding it, but we're still giving engaging. them. Engaging. Yeah, we're yeah, still the... engaging with them. So we want to ignore them altogether. What I do when a dog jumps up on me, I turn my head, I look the other way across my arms. Why? Because the dog learns, well, I'm not getting anything out of this. All right, it's but, not pleasurable to them. They're, yeah. It's basically jumping up on a wall. Like, what is that doing for yeah. them? Now, some dogs will continue to try and try and try harder at that point, but I'll wait until all four paws are on the ground, and then I'll pet them. And they realize, okay, well, I only get pet when my paws are on the ground. But that alone is not going to necessarily stop the behavior or change the behavior. So we need to apply a correction in there as well. E-collar correction or prong collar correction, one of the two or stepping on the leash and letting the dog correct itself. Every time it jumps up, prong collar engages, they get corrected. They're like, you know what? Every time I jump, I get corrected and jumping sucks. So I'm gonna stop jumping. That's exactly Um, what it is. Next thing we can talk about is chewing on stuff. You walk into the other room and your dog chewed up your couch pillow. Remember we were talking about this a few minutes ago. One, keep your dog supervised so that Mm -hmm. you can correct them during the act. I understand there are times that this isn't possible or you know sometimes we just run downstairs real quick to grab a load of laundry and the dog's left alone for five minutes and we come back and they peed on the floor or whatever it's like it's frustrating I get it but try to limit those times that the dog's unsupervised and then you'll be able to correct them if they do that stuff right there in your presence But let's talk about those times that you can't do it. So what you can do is set up a Wi-Fi camera in one of those rooms. 
and set your dog up for failure. The dog goes into the room, you have an e-collar on the dog, they start chewing on the pillow, you're not in the room, but you're correcting because you're watching on your phone. Oh, there he goes. Boom, corrects on the e-collar. Doesn't mean put it straight to like 80 or 100. Again, the lowest level that works. Mm -hmm. Could be 15, could be 10, depends on the dog, depends on the drive state of the dog. But just because 15 doesn't work doesn't mean that your next level should be like 80. Like go up in slow increments, 20, 25, and then try that level. If that doesn't work, go up a little bit more. We have a wide range with the e-collar technologies. This one is the EZ900, and this has 100 levels. The ET300, which is the mini educator, that's the one that we use the most. That one also has 100 levels. Mm -hmm. So that's a wide range of being able to find the level that works to stop the behavior. So we're watching. He starts chewing on the pillow. We don't say anything. We just press a button. Yep. He's like, ow, that sucked. Yeah, so now he is like associating that pain with the pillow. Yep. Well, I was chewing on this pillow and I got this pain or whatever you want to call it, the stimulation from the e-collar and they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do that no more because that was uncomfortable. I didn't like the way that felt. So I'm not going to continue to chew on this pillow. <laughs> um, and, that, and that scenario can be used with all of the unwanted behaviors that... Um, you don't want so a Wi-Fi camera is very beneficial um, especially when you want to correct some stuff that your dog don't necessarily do that you know they don't do in front of you that they only do when you're out of the room or you've left or you know whatever situation it may be it's it's very a very good tool to um, correct unwanted behaviors yeah so we are taking ourselves out of the equation at that point. Sorry, my wife just got the dog. She's going to take him outside. But we are taking ourselves completely out of that equation because the dog can't blame us when they're in the other room. We're in the other room. We're not saying anything. All we're doing is pressing a button on the e-collar and watching them. The dog's like, all right, a couple different things, either one I did that to myself because I was chewing on the pillow. Two, the pillow did that to me. Or three, just the environment did it to me. So they, they don't blame us for it. Right. But what happens regardless? They get corrected. Yeah, and they stay away from the pillow. They're right. like, that pillow sucks. <laughs> chewing on pillow sucks. Yep. I'm not doing it anymore. Yep. Or chewing on the couch or, or whatever. So. As long as it's a the lowest level that works and yep. it's 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 a level that makes them want to not do it again like that's your main goal is to make sure you're correcting at a level that makes them not want to do it again so always use the lowest level that works but you want it to be a level that makes them not want to do it again yeah it has to be meaningful to the dog yeah so that we can educate them to stop it because right. in nature there are consequences for doing bad behavior, committing bad behavior. Mother dog does it, the leader of the packs do it. Yeah. If the dog's doing something wrong, they get corrected for it. Right. So why when we bring dogs into our home, are we trying to go around that when that's what happens in nature? Like when people say, well, I'm just gonna redirect my dog, give them a bone because they're chewing on this. Well, no, they're chewing on that and you just gave them a bone so you just rewarded them mm -hmm. for chewing on that. 
And that's, that's not, how, and that, sorry to yeah, interrupt you, but that's exactly how he's thinking too. Yeah. Oh, so next time yeah. I can go back and start chewing on that and I'm going to get another bone. Yep. You're not fixing the problem. You are <laughs> making the problem worse. Yeah. And it gets as far as some people will actually give their dog food on a walk. Say the dog is barking at a car or lunging at a car for driving by some people will try to give the dog food to like redirect its mind like instead of barking at the car eat the food but how it happens is the dog barks then they give the dog food to try to redirect its attention so we just rewarded the barking yeah so now the dog is going to bark at the next car and then look over at you like hey i need my treat where's my food (laughs) yeah where's my so (laughs) instead why don't we think about it this way a car drives by they bark at the car and we correct on the e-collar and then the next car that drives by instead of barking the dog looks up at you and then you give it food because it didn't bark right, right? So it looked at you rewarding the behavior that you do want basically they didn't bark they looked at you and here here's your treat basically instead of giving them a treat for the barking basically because that's how that's how the dog's thinking i barked at this car my owner's giving me a treat i must be doing something right so yeah you're just basically making the behavior worse by um redirecting yeah it doesn't redirecting doesn't work ever it just makes the issues worse so let's talk about getting in the trash then going back to like the chewing um a e-collar um is a good effective tool um when your dog is you know going towards the trash you know that it's headed towards the trash you can do an e-collar correction when the dog is um near the trash and sniffing the trash do an e-collar correction the minute that your dog shows any kind of interest in the trash you want to correct it um you can do a prong collar correction for you know getting close to the trash can um as long as you have uh, a leash attached to them Um, you can do a hard prong correction Um, e-collar is probably going to be the most effective especially if you don't have a leash attached and and or a prong collar on Um, but for example my male shepherd loved to get in the trash every time we walked out of the room he was in the trash can something was out somewhere along the line so we just set him up for failure like timmy said um put the trash can in the middle of the living room floor and the second he went to the trash can i mean even showed interest in the trash can we were correcting with our e-collar right Mm -hmm. away um we did a couple exercises where we walked him around the trash can um the minute he started sniffing close to it we corrected right away it probably took us like two corrections before he finally got it but i'll tell you what he's never went back to the trash can since because yep. he's like oh me going near that trash can is un is is uncomfortable i am not trying to feel that discomfort but so. what would happen if he's getting in the trash and then you say no morty here's a bone this is what i want you to have then he's going to continue to get in the trash because yeah. at that point he's going to get even worse associating it yeah with oh i can get in the trash can every time i get in the trash can i get a bone bone. like how exciting is that especially for (laughs) dog you know dogs that love bones um 
you definitely don't want to redirect something like that. Like it's nasty for one, nobody wants to pick up old trash. Um, For two, we have no idea what our dogs ate out of it, especially if they weren't supervised. Um, There could be plastic in there or cans, anything. And the dogs can't pass that kind of stuff. Couch cushions, stuffed animals. If the dogs swallow that and it causes a blockage, now we're talking about a several thousand dollar Mm -hmm. surgery if the dog makes it right at the vet i mean i just don't have several thousand dollars to throw around all the time for every dog that that chews something up right so (laughs) what do i do yeah what do i do to prevent that keep my dog supervised yeah and if they are trying to do something like chew something up in my presence when i'm supervising them they get corrected right if i know that they're unsupervised like if i'm just going to set them up and see what they do then i'll have a wi-fi camera on in the room and if yep. they start to do something, correct them with the e-collar. Yeah, so that Wi-Fi camera really comes in handy, too. Especially if you want to do exercises with your dog and you not be so-called present. So, mm-hmm. um, And yeah. the same thing for the trash. Yep. You can set a Wi-Fi camera up on your trash can and set them up for failure. Mm-hmm. Leave the house, go to the end of the driveway drive down the block like some dogs will be like no i know you haven't driven away yet so i'm just gonna lay down right here (laughs) yep but the second they hear those tires drive away from the house now game's on but these things go a half mile so a half mile is pretty long for you to drive a block away and you can still watch on your phone yep dog starts shredding up the trash gets corrected again they can't blame you for it they either blame themselves or the trash can more than likely the trash can but either way is fine (laughs) um how about counter surfing let's talk a little bit about that so i'm sure a lot of you guys have dogs that if you have some cupcakes up on the counter or you just ordered a pizza and it's sitting up on the counter they just kind of walk by the counter and sniff up alongside it and if they get away with it and they know that no one's looking for 10 seconds bam they just snagged a piece of pizza and it's gone that quick like all the evidence and everything is gone because they licked the floor up and all the crumbs and, yeah, and whatever. The box is gone and all. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone. And they, it don't take long for a dog to devour no, a pizza. They, or, yeah. I mean, shoot. Like, Zeus can eat his bowl of food in, like, 2.2 seconds. Yep. I've never seen a dog eat as fast <laughs> as him in my entire life. It's like we've never fed him before. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Crazy. So, you know, just keep in mind that it's quick. It, it goes fast. But when that stuff happens, one, we need to be vigilant of it. So keep them supervised. If you see their nose start going up towards the counter, we can correct them and that'll keep their nose away from the counter. Yep. And they'll start to blame the counter for the correction or blame their action of going towards the counter right. for the correction. So they'll stay away from that regardless. Yep. And then we can set them up once again. So one of the Malinois, when I first got her, Misha, she was a counter surfer. And I just got done making some burgers, and she was all kinds of interested. Like, she kept, like, creeping into the kitchen, but then she would turn around because she knew that she would get in trouble if she did it right in front of me. So I set up a camera, and the second that I went into my bedroom, I was watching her. She climbed up on the counter and started licking all of the hamburger grease. And I corrected her on the e-collar. And I did that a couple times until I found the level that worked. She won't go towards the counter anymore. 
because she got <laughs> she corrected, got corrected for it. right so she <laughs> either blamed herself or blamed the counter one of the two so you can do it both when you're in the room when they're supervised and when they're unsupervised but if they're unsupervised make sure you put a camera on there peek in a window do something like that i i took a dog home one time that was an expert counter surfer they called him and i i trained him at my house stay off the counters and whatnot but sometimes they need that transition yes. like yes well you know what i'm back home mm-hmm. your rules don't apply to me anymore i'm back in my space so we were doing the go home lesson and it was taking like three four or five hours for it but I'm teaching the owners everything and I said all right let's set the dog up for failure with this counter surfing thing so they ordered pizza for me and and for them of course but it was very nice so we had the pizza sitting on the table which is like you know to hear on on me so it's not hard for the dog to get his nose up there and we all left they said bye to the dog and everything we all walked out the door they opened the garage door then shut the garage door and i snuck around back and was peeking in the siding door and it probably took the dog 10 seconds and he opened his mouth to grab the piece of pizza and as soon as his mouth went toward it i corrected him he (laughs) ran away from the table (laughs) laid down on the floor and did not go back towards the table again and I showed the owners that because one of the owners was standing beside me and the other one was still trying to get around to where I was at but I recorded it on my phone also so I was like this is what you have to do and it works it really works guys very effective it just teaches the dog you know this is not this is not okay this is this is something that you need to stay away from and you know eliminate eliminating yourself from you know yelling at them or telling them no i mean completely takes you out of the you know the equation so like timmy said they are blaming themselves or they are blaming the pizza or the counter or the trash or the pillow you know whatever it is it's the same concept you just it's all about correcting no redirection correction right now as soon as you can catch them in the act so um what about begging for food um begging for food you have a couple different scenarios that you can do um my my favorite one is the cage um putting them in the kennel during you know dinner time i always Mm -hmm. like to feed my dogs during the same time that i'm eating so that i know that they're you know they're being fed i'm being fed they're in their kennels i have nothing to worry about i do have a dog unfortunately that got ruined by my mother because she likes to hand feed her animals pointing fingers (laughs) listen to her name dropping (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um i let my mom babysit or dog sit for me um and she was giving her table scraps behind my back and i was like why is my dog begging so much like i don't understand like i never fed her any kind of human food i've never like let her get you know um pieces of food you know that's dropped on the floor anything like that and i'm like i just don't understand why she's begging so much well finally i figured it out so um unfortunately remy she begs does she get corrected absolutely um the last couple of times that i caught her she doesn't beg towards me or my boyfriend she only does it towards the kids so we've had to you know set up some scenarios to correct that um 
I don't know what my point was in telling you that story, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you. Don't okay. feed your dog human food. Yeah. There's no reason to. They have dog food Abs- or, or raw food, whatever you feed them. Absolutely. Let it stick to that. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's that's a good point. Um, but back to the, um, you know, the kennel while, you know, you're eating is a good idea. If you don't like that idea, you can have a place bed set up in, you know, a nearby area, um, where you guys can eat the dogs on the place bed. And maybe you guys don't know what place is. So it's, what it's is a, it's a elevated bed for dogs. Yep. Um, I mean, you could use a enlarged pillow or whatever as well. We like the elevated beds because it gives it like a like a, a sense of its own area. Is how I like to explain it. And we we can use numerous different surfaces. You can use a rug. You can use the elevated bed. You can use just a regular dog bed. It doesn't matter. But what we want to do is teach the dog. Hey, when I say this word, that means go there, lay down. And I need you to stay there until I ask you to get up. Yes. So lay there, relax, chill out. I'll let you know when to get up. Okay. So this is really good for when people come over and your dog might be one of those people that's all up in their face or whatever. <laughs> like it's a good good time to put your dog on place I'm when sorry. new people come over. You what? Said, <laughs> you said your dog might be one of those people. All right. I'm sorry. One of those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Today you know is a I mean. great time. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, another <laughs> reason is you you guys are eating. Your dog is across the room. They're on place. If they get up, they get corrected. If they get up without permission, they get corrected. So they're just going to stay there and relax while you eat. If they lay there and stare at you while you eat, I don't really care. At least they are laying down on place. Like It's hard for a dog to do. But with repetition anything's possible right absolutely most things are possible it is too and um personally i mean timmy said that he doesn't mind the dog staring at you i personally don't want my dog to even acknowledge that i'm eating anything um that's how we do it in our home um we don't necessarily make our dogs go if we are eating outside of like dinner time or you know just having a snack and the dogs aren't in their kennel i expect them to not even look at me like this is mine you don't need to worry about it go do you know go go somewhere i don't care if it's place kennel wherever don't be staring at me while i'm eating my food yeah just move away from me right um yeah so, which we have a command for that <laughs> yep um uh, you can call it the out command yep. o-u-t um you can say away you can say go <laughs> it, it doesn't matter as long as you use the same word every single time yep and just practice with saying it and then having someone move the dog away and then the dog moves away they get a treat do that over and over and over again the dog learns okay when you say that word that means i need to go away yeah get out of my space mm-hmm. get away from me so you use that while you're eating dog moves away yep perfect yep and you know um referring back to the out command it means it can, it can be used in different references when you're playing ball with your dog you know you tell them out to drop the ball, yep. um, move away from my space, out, you know, move away from me, get away from me. Um, when you're feeding the dog or watering the dog and they're, you know, up close and personal trying to get the food or get the water, you can tell them out, they move away, you pour the food, get the water, whatever. So it can refer to 
multiple things as long as you, um, you know, use repetitions to teach it and just stay consistent. Yep. So with the drop it out. So that's important because some dogs have that little bit of toy aggression or as it's formally called resource guarding. You go to reach for the ball and the dog's mouth and now the dog's growling at you or trying to bite you. So we are trying to put a barrier in between that. Tell them out, they drop it, and then I don't mean only physically drop it, I mean like mentally forget about it. Don't look at it, don't stare at it while I'm trying to grab it because then they might go after my hand or whatever. I want the dog to just leave it alone forget. completely. Yeah. You know? So. Um, what we do for that, we can do pressure on the e-collar, which is like lower than a correction level, but it can be into the correction level range. It's just, it depends on the dog and the drive state at the time. So what we wanna do is we'll just slowly power up on the stimulation after we say out. So we say out, power up on the stem, and then once the stem gets high enough where they're like, all right, I'm done, I give up, then they'll spit it out. And then that pressure goes away. They learn that they are in control of the pressure. Generally, you want to start low, like level five, and then start powering up from there. Yep. So you might get up to 15, 20, or whatever, but it's up to the dog at that point. Yep. They're in control of stopping the pressure. Yes. That's one way. Um, if they already know it, then you can say out, and they don't listen, then correct. No, correction, out. And then they learn, okay, if I don't do it the first time, I'm going to get corrected the second time. Right. Um, you can do prong collar too. Prong collar pop uh, instead of an e-collar. But uh, then the, not the moving away from me, but the moving away from the food. Why is that important? Or moving away from toys? Um, it prevents aggression. and yeah, food mm -hmm. resource guarding. Um, if they have any any type of that in them we don't want to get bit right so we're going to pour some food in their in their bowl mm -hmm. or take the bowl to give them water after they ate or whatever then if we just go reaching our hand in there real quick you know they might feel some sort of way about it yeah so let's put a barrier in between there tell them out work with them first on a leash one person holding a leash say out pull them away from the food yes and then have them sit Yep. Then when they do that, they get a treat. Right. It's all about repetition. And then, after they know it, truly know it, if they don't listen, then we correct them right. for not doing it. Right. Or apply pressure, dial up on the pressure while you're holding it down until the dog moves away. They learn that they're in control of turning that pressure off. Right. And then... Uh, you can do downstay for um, begging for, for food. Begging. Yep. So, just tell them to lay down or down or whatever command you you choose to use, and it prevents them from begging as well. So when we say down, it means lay down and stay there. Yes. We don't have to say stay to your dog like over and over again. Like stay. No, stay. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say that, and it's it's just irrelevant. Like you're giving your dog too many commands. Um, instead, teach the dog, when I tell you to do something, that means just, it's just implied. chill there. Yeah, yeah. It, that's the command. We're telling you to sit. You sit until we say otherwise. We want you to down. You need to down until we say otherwise. So um, what, if, what if they don't? What if they say down and the dog just gets up every single time right after they lay down? 
then it's all about repetition until they continue to, you know, stay in that position or that command until you release, which we normally have a release word. Um, It's generally free. Yeah. Can be okay. Um, I like to say okay free. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, But seriously, I do. Um, But it gives them that sense of, okay, they told me to down. I need to be down until they give me that release word and then we'll free them and they're out of command and they they know the difference but like timmy has been saying this whole time it's all about repetition so the more reps you guys do with the same command over and over the more they're gonna understand it and continue to follow the command without you know too many you know corrections or having to put them back into the position or whatever whatever it may be so if you're teaching them to stay down like you already taught them down they know it but they're getting right back up well then we have to slowly build them up to staying in the same position for a long period of time if they just learned it then we can't expect them to lay down and stay for 30 minutes it's just it's unrealistic yeah so and on another note we can't expect them to stay in a down when we walk 100 yards away from them either Mm -hmm. it's just it's too early for that we have to build up to things like that small steps yeah so we want to reward them for laying down first then we take that reward and we make them wait for it wait until i give that free command Mm -hmm. so they're laying down and now they're like wait a minute where's my treat you've been giving me my treat every time that my elbows hit the floor but now you didn't and then you wait 10 seconds then you give that free word and now they get the treat right so then they start to get in the mindset of all right wait for the free word slowly build that time mm-hmm. you do 10 seconds now 30 seconds next or whatever make them get good at that before moving up the time a minute next yep. before you know it you're at five minutes and 10 minutes and and whatever yep but if you just go straight to oh the dog gets up so i correct no. on a correction level the dog's just going to get scared to get up yep and then it's not going to do anything for you yeah. at all it's just going to become submissive and just pretty much stay st- stagnant at that point just not want to do anything at all so what i like to do is after we do lots of repetitions of slowly building time and the dog's starting to learn that duration then i will apply pressure if the dog gets up so i have the e-collar on a pressure level dog gets up i apply pressure until it lays back down yeah either the dog lays back down or i help it lay back down with the leash so that the dog learns okay pressure goes away when I lay back down and when I get up the pressure is applied so you know what I'm just gonna stay laying down yeah (laughs) so we want to get them in that mindset but it's a slow process you have to slowly build up to it yes so we also talked about uh, the counter surfing getting in the trash and stuff but we were talking about correcting with an e-collar but we haven't talked much about like puppy corrections so some people just bring their puppy into the house Mm mm-hmm and it's getting in the trash or getting on the counters. What do we do in that situation? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a it depends on how old the puppy is. Okay. I mean, let's say um, 12 weeks. Okay. So 12 weeks is a good um age to start doing some prong collar corrections. Mm-hmm. Um or a bonker, um a small, you know, 
meaningful tap on the nose will more than likely prevent the dog from continuing something when they're that young. Um, So 12 weeks of age up to five and a half, six months, um, you're going to want to use a prong collar for corrections for puppies. And then after about six months, we start implementing the e-collar. But um, just prong collar corrections, a hard, you know, a decent, meaningful pop on the prong collar. A puppy goes up to the counter. You have a prong collar and a leash on. um, Pop the prong collar. um, They're going to you know not want to not want to continue that unwanted behavior of counter surfing yeah and keep your dog on a leash if it's a puppy that age and they have freedom to run around the whole house well they're not fully educated yet no so you're gonna have issues with running (laughs) chewing stuff up peeing on the floor or whatever if you have a leash in your hand then now you can correct those things and the dog only has six feet of freedom or, I mean, if you want to get a long leash in the house, but something, don't just let the dog Have feel it. like it's running the show. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, for chewing? Puppies chewing on stuff. I would implement the same thing with a prong collar. You catch it um, chewing on something, uh, prop on the prong collar, and it should prevent them from continuing the chewing if it's continuing with the chewing then you need to just pop them a little bit harder um it's the same concept as the e-collar as you know um they might feel it and quit for that moment but if they go back to it then the correction just wasn't a meaningful enough correction to prevent the chewing so just like the e-collar you continue to power up until it's prevented not just stop for the moment and you can use a bonker too rolled up towel Mm -hmm. rolled up newspaper Um, you're not beating your dog okay but correct on a level that's high enough to stop whatever so the lowest level that stops so if just that little tiny tap didn't work next time try a harder tap Um, in the back to the chewing for the puppy so that's just on objects if the puppy is like continuing to like um, nibble on you or like want to chew on you um, if nobody else is around to be able to like help you with a prong collar correction you can also gag your dog mm-hmm. um, shove your fingers down in the back of its throat they, they hate that yeah they're gonna definitely stop um, sometimes I will grab the bottom of their jaw mm-hmm. and like hold shove, the tongue down yeah yeah you know kind of stick my finger down in the bottom of its mouth hold it there for a few seconds and they're like oh okay hold on it like that so i'm not going to continue doing that right um you're not harming the dog you're just preventing it from doing something that you don't want who wants their dog chewing on them i don't 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 do that with an adult dog try to stick your finger down an adult dog's throat it's probably not going to work yeah you definitely should do a uh, (laughs) (laughs) knee collar correction or or prong collar correction one of the two for For sure Uh, One thing that we didn't talk about that I just thought of is barking. We have a lot of nuisance barking dogs Mm -hmm. that they just don't stop. So we have a couple different tools that can help with that. Uh, One, a bark collar. The only issue with a bark collar is when the bark collar is not on, the dog... It's going to bark. They're going to bark, and they're not going to get corrected. So the dog gets collar smart. Collar's on. I can not bark anymore. Collar's off. I can bark. I can bark. Yeah. So that's nice for like when we aren't home because the dog's not barking, keeps them calm and, and whatever, or overnight, like 
hey, we can sleep because the dog's not barking. Right. And I don't mean one of those bark collars that's like spraying stuff in the dog's nose and eyes. That's ridiculous. Centronella. Yeah. It's oh. dogs have a very strong sense of smell. So a centronella bark collar is going to last in their nose for a long time or get into their eyes even. And they're going to be constantly corrected for the one bark. But mm. the stimulation is just bark stem. So, or bark shock, whatever, however you want to say it. But the dog learns, okay, whenever I bark, I get stemmed. And I don't like getting stemmed, so I'm going to stop barking. And then I won't get stemmed. It's funny how that works. But if uh, we don't have the bark collar on them, and they are just in the house or outside and we're supervising them and whatever they bark we can do an e-collar correction mm -hmm. or if we have them on a leash we can do a prong collar correction mm -hmm. and again it is the lowest level that works to stop that behavior if we say quiet and then they continue barking they should be corrected they get one warning not 17 right and then if you say the word no your no ha needs to have meaning you can't just be like, all right, Fido, knock it off. No, 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 no. But never follow it up with a correction. Your dog has to realize that, like, hey, when you say no, it means something. Yeah, it's holding it accountable. Yeah. So if you aren't doing anything or following it up with anything, it's just going to continue to call your bluff and yep. continue with doing whatever it is that you don't want them to be doing because they're like oh well your no means absolutely nothing to me because there's nothing there to stop me from doing it there's no correction there's nothing meaningful behind your no basically so i think we've covered everything that we can think of for house manners unless you can think of anything else nope, i think we hit some pretty good points for you guys yeah um, continue to reach out to us ask us questions mm -hmm. hey will you guys talk about this in one of your episodes or whatever and we will get as many topics as we can absolutely all right it is nice being able to educate you guys and i hope you guys learned something from this today me and too we'll see you guys next time see ya